You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, and in these episodes, Sangram and myself, James Carberry, focus on personal development. We'll share books and other resources that are helping us get a little bit better every single day. And remember, like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram here. I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak community for almost a year now. And here is the thing. Less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week. So you can get promoted, have an impact, and do the best work of your life. This episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversations that happen literally every single day in the Peak community. So check out, the link is below. If you want to be part of it, it's only for marketers. So make sure you're not a lurker, but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life. Let's go. Hey guys, uh, thanks for joining. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to participate in the B2B sales and marketing exchange. I'm John Guido. I'm the founder of P2P Global. And uh, P2P Global is a ecosystem platform that connects solution providers to help solve for skill gaps. Prior to founding P2P Global, I was an IBM executive in various roles with the channel from sales, marketing to business development. And during that course of my career, I have had an opportunity to work with many solution providers. And one of the things that we've always talked about that's highly visible today is partner-to-partner engagement and the challenges associated with that. So that's become a passion for me and why we created the company. But enough about me. I am privileged to really host this conversation with uh, three of my friends. They are also members of P2P Global. Uh, they come from a, a diverse set of solution provider types. They got diverse backgrounds and they're very insightful. And they've been really coached to me as we've developed and launched our company. So uh, with further ado, let me have each of them introduce themselves. Kathy? Hi, I'm uh, Kathy Jurak. I'm one of the founders and I'm the COO of Qubit Consulting. Qubit is a it's a consulting organization that understands business, technology, and finance. So our main focus is really on digital transformation in, for planning and analysis. Um, if you think about it, every organization plans. So every organization has those challenges about bringing data together, whether it's from finance or operations. And we, we sell and we architect and we implement planning applications. Um, we are really a, a uh, national foot firm, and we work in pretty much every industry and every type, every size organization. Great. Thanks, Kathy. Vince? John, thanks. Um, I'm Vince DeRose. I'm the uh, president and founder of Peak Resources. Uh, Peak is a solution provider with a fairly uh, strong regional focus in the Rocky Mountain region. We do have some clients uh, throughout the United States, but most of our clients are in uh, in the Rocky Mountain region. You know, we're a, we're a pr- pretty traditional data center uh, and infrastructure partner. 
Um, I think that that uh, that does have and does mean a lot of things today. The data center really is no longer an on-prem and uh, behind floor glass walls play. So, you know, we're we've been um, we've been in business for 30 years. We've obviously uh, reinvented ourselves or had to reinvent ourselves several times over 30 years. And we're kind of going through that reinvention again today as we look at, um, obviously, you know, uh, cloud and hybrid cloud models and, you know, the pressure that we're feeling in the infrastructure business because of, you know, what I would call the hyper commoditization of hardware and even some services. So, uh, you know, we, we, um, today, we continue to focus on on infrastructure and professional services around infrastructure, but again, in the in the middle of a pretty significant uh, strategic piece of work to say what comes next for us and what does that look like, and that's why for us partnering to partner partnering with partners um, has been an important part of our strategy, and we'll go into that in a little bit. But thanks for having me. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, John. Uh... A pleasure to join uh, this distinguished group. Um, my name is Sam Fadigato. Um Recently, I was the CEO of Coda Global, but we've uh, become part of uh, Presidio. And now I'm the VP of uh, Cloud Solutions Group at Presidio. Um, if I could just give a little bit of background on myself, I, I did 12 years at IBM. Uh, sometimes it comes across as maybe a prison sentence, but it was actually a great way to start a career. I learned a lot. Um, I met some great people and really uh, kind of got my my feet wet in technology. And then since leaving IBM, I've, I've started, co-founded and built three uh, startups that are all focused around uh, services delivery around technology. Because uh, my philosophy has always been uh, a tool is just a tool. You got to make sure it delivers business results and work with customers to get things done, really important things done. And uh, had a lot of success with that. I've built uh, two of the largest IBM boutique uh, services companies in Perficient and Ascendant Technology uh, before uh, co-founding Coda. And uh, just really excited to be a part of this uh, session. Thanks, guys. What we thought we do is really, we have three primary areas, so three questions. One is wide P2P ecosystem. Second is for channel programs, how could they adapt a platform that really addresses the challenges in P2P ecosystems? And last but not least, bringing it all together is what are the building blocks of an ecosystem where partner to partner engagement is so critical? And we'll lay those out and do a little bit of deeper dive. That's how we're going to flow for, for this. Let's start off by just discussing a little bit about why channel ecosystems. And first of all, partner to partner engagements happen every day. A, a third of the partners today say that they are already partnering with three to five partners. 20% of the partners say that they partner with 10 partners already. Now, it's a good, bad, and ugly. How efficient is that? Um, Accenture has taken a survey that says 76% of the CEOs that they surveyed says that an ecosystem change is going to dramatically impact their business. Their business is going to look different in the future. Ecosystems are becoming a change agent. So why? It's clearly... Uh, Projects are becoming more complex. No one solution provider can do it all. So being able to connect with others can bring more value to the end users than the ones that you're delivering a project to is critical. But there's some inefficiencies as outlined here, you know, from responsiveness, speed of execution, utilization, and most importantly, scale. 
can you scale this for competitive advantage? So let's ask our members, you know, really, what's an ecosystem for you and why is it important? Go ahead. Uh, I think Vince, you want to start? Or? Yeah. You know, John, there, there's just so many places I could go with this, right? <laughs> um, at, at the end of the day, I think that Sam said it, you said it. I don't care who you are or how big you are, how small you are. There's no way in this market with the breadth and the heterogeneous nature of the solution stack today that you can be all things to all people, right? It's, just, it's impossible. And I think that there are some, um, there are some people that claim to be all things to all people, but they're simply not. Okay. So for my company, We've always done things, or not always, but you know, we've done things fairly organically for a very long time. And, and, and again, in order for me to address gaps today, in order for me to address demand from clients that I simply, there's just no way I can address everything that clients want today, right? I mean, we started out as an IBM business partner where everything was pretty down the line. It was an IBM solution that included an IBM database and IBM security, IBM virtualization. Today, all of those things in the data center are, are different. They're very, like I said, heterogeneous. Um, I try to address the things that are in my sweet spot, the things that I believe that we have authoritative excellence in, but there's things that I just can't have authoritative excellence in. So I really do need an ecosystem. Yeah. You know, I, I'd also add to that that, um, you know, you said you started out and did everything organically. Well, that is exactly how we really built our team because, you know, we were having challenges finding good um, technical consultants that understood business and could really create solutions that, you know, solved real business problems. But what we're finding now is that, you know, technology is changing so quickly and there's new technology coming in and, and it's like being layered on, on top of each other. And there's just no way that we have the time or the invest, you know, the time to invest in people to actually like bring them in and train them. I mean, it's just like there's just no time to do that. So right. in order to be able to respond to the market and respond to your, you know, your customer's needs. You need to have a platform or a place that you can go where you can trust that you can find those skill sets and then you can, you know, complete your full uh, delivery. Yeah. John, if I could add, uh, piggyback on what uh, Vince and Kathy have said, I think it's uh, a big part of this is about trust, right? You know, at Presidio now, we have over 7,000 customers. Uh, but in order to keep those customers, we have to deliver for them every day, right? And so, if we were to misrepresent our skills or tell them that we're really deep in something that we're not, we're going we're gonna to damage that relationship. We're going to damage that trust. And I've found in my career that when you're honest with customers and you, you, you emphasize what you're really good at, but also are open to work with other people, whether that's you know, within the organization, your customer, or with another partner, again, if you're focused on the customer's outcomes, focused on on that, then you'll earn and keep that trust and develop a long-term relationship. You know, frankly, uh, you're talking about complexity of IT projects. That's a, that's a big thing. But I think what, what I see in that is it's actually the importance of these projects. These are mission-critical systems that, that customers need. And, and more and more often today, uh, our team, as well as our IT partners, are really engaged with the business. 
And we're helping to really transform the business, uh, transform the way they do business, uh, transform sometimes whole industries, right? Do things different and better. But when you're doing something like that, that's in, that, that is that important, you can't get it wrong. So again, lead with your strengths, but also bring a team that has the deep skills, regardless of where, what those customer, customer needs. Uh, that's how you develop long-term relationships and the trust that I think, uh, makes the whole ecosystem go around, you know. Building a, a trustworthy ecosystem kind of is a underlying theme here, to say the least. And Kathy, you brought up the concept of a, a platform, you know, and when everything's all said and done, a channel program, a, an ecosystem needs a platform, a platform that is, provides automation, flexibility, scalability, right? Um, self-service and a platform is simply a tool. So let's transition into a little discussion around a channel ecosystems platform and, and it's in its core on the left hand side. You know, this chart kind of highlights a little bit of this is it basically connects solution providers, solution providers of all types, all shapes and sizes, all flavors, but it's also a marketplace, a marketplace. And there's two sides of a typical marketplace, right? It's the opportunity creators. And as Vince, as you said, sometimes you're the opportunity responders. You're being pulled in. You're not just solving skill gaps. You're helping others solve skill gaps. So it's this concept of being found and finding those two sides. So let me tee up the question of where do you guys play in a typical marketplace environment like this? Uh, go ahead and start, Sam, if you'd like to, you know, do you play both sides? Uh, typically, you obviously, with your new company, a very diverse set of, of skills, but probably still have skill gaps. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, to combine, uh, you know, we have over 500 AWS certifications and we uh, have a common goal. That's why we came together with Coda with Presidio, is that we want to be the number one AWS partner in North America. And we have, the, like I said, deep skills there, but, you know, we don't have everything that, uh, that our customers need as they make these kind of transformations from, Potentially on-prem uh, to the cloud or a hybrid environment um, that that need to transform their applications. So you know we we're both a buyer and a seller in this marketplace. You know we we have a lot of great skills around application development, cloud native, uh, data and analytics, um, you know cloud migration, DevOps and automation. Um, and you combine those with what Presidio had in terms of really a strong uh, networking capability, managed services ca capability. We, we offer a lot, um, but, you know, frankly, I've got relationships with a couple of the uh, uh, you know, data and analytics companies like Qubit, uh, like PM Square that are on the network because they've got specialized skills and maybe some tooling that we don't have. And again, I want to focus on solving my customers' problems. So we'll introduce uh, a partner um, to help augment what we're doing, complement what we're doing. And again, with the P2P network, I can have confidence that we have a common set of uh, principles, kind of standards, contracts, even to help facilitate that um, uh, combination or that uh, that partnering, um, and and you know things that might otherwise take a long time to vet. P two P ecosystem helps make that happen faster, and you know speed is everything in this, in this environment. So um, we're both a buyer and a seller. We 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 promote what we have, uh, but we also submit uh, opportunities regularly where we're looking for help to complement what we're doing. The other thing I want to say about it too is because of the way the system works, and John, you could probably elaborate more on this, but what I also like is 
we're responsible for identifying like our skills, our certifications, the things that we think we're really good at. And that helps also filter some things too, because none of us is, you know, has extra time, right? We're all very busy people. So I want to have qualified opportunities. I want to have relevant opportunities to what we do. And then and the network helps to facilitate that as well. Kathy, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I remember when you first approached me um, and Qubit about joining, you know, this uh, platform. And, you know, again, we are a little different in that, you know, we don't do as much of the infrastructure or, you know, IT service, managed service aspect of service within this, um, you know, ecosystem. You know, we do a lot of work directly with the business, you know, line of business. And so at first I, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if we would be a, um, you know, we would be an opportunity creator, but I thought we would be someone who would be a responder if somebody came across an analytics project. But what's becoming very um, evident and interesting, especially over this last year, is, you know, is that a lot of our projects now are, you know, um, requiring different skill sets, um, you know, that we don't have in-house, like, uh, you know, like a snowflake developer or, you know, moving something to a, you know, a hybrid cloud scenario. So, you know, we don't have all of those, you know, more, some of those, you know, data skills and then those infrastructure skills. So, you know, now I can see how we can become more of a uh, opportunity creator as well as a consumer. Brilliant. Yeah, you know, John, it's, 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 this industry is born of uh, a bunch of entrepreneurs, <laughs> right? There's three of them on the phone and, or on the call. And, um, you know, Everybody in this industry uh, always tries to bring it to their customers 24 by 7, right? We're, we're here for you no matter what. Like Sam said, we understand the critical nature of the things that we're doing with you. So I have to make the decision that I have, and to use the AWS term, I have some very specific superpowers, right? I can use my superpowers and my customers know what my superpowers are, okay? But there's superpowers that I just don't have. So I have to have a group of friends that I know have these superpowers. Like Sam said, I'm not going to put on the platform that I have a superpower in something that I don't have a superpower because then I'm wasting everybody's time, right? So the platform, the platform by nature is vetting out that, Kathy's really good at business analytics, right? Or, or data insights, or that Sam's really good at born in the cloud application development or application modernization, right? I know that because A, they're not going to waste my time because if I waste their time, I'm not going to be playing in the game anymore. So for us, it's about knowing what my superpowers are and knowing that I have a place where I can go I can go and trust that other people's superpowers are real and that the platform is, you know, for lack of a better term, making the match for me when I have a gap in those superpowers. One of the things I think we found experience that we've had at PP Global is our platform was designed for the tactical opportunity to solve for a skill gap, very opportunistic. That was the base. What we found is many of our members are very interested in 
in engaging with other partners for unqualified opportunities or for business development reasons. They know where the puck's going or they know where their customers' interests are six months from now. But now's the time to form those partner relationships. So I, I think the use cases, you know, continue to expand for partner partner engagements also. Make sense, guys? Yeah, I, I, I do think that when folks are using a, a platform, the use cases can expand because uh, maybe initially you don't have a platform. You're just calling your buddy to solve for a skill gap, but you're thinking much more strategically with, with a platform. So let's transition a little bit and talk about those critical building blocks when we consider a, a platform. And I, and I apologize up front for such a busy chart, um, but it's important to know the process, the steps from joining an ecosystem to what do you do when you're in the ecosystem? And, you know, how is this a trustworthy uh, place to be, and, you know, where you can trust other partners? So I'll, I'll kind of walk through this. And I'd say that for us, you know, this was built based on feedback, feedback from our panel members. Um, we've got user groups, even before we put, you know, pen to paper and designed our initial uh, MVP. It was all based on what solution providers were telling us were priorities of what is a challenge to them in working and engaging in partner to partner relationships. So first off, it starts with becoming a member. Sam mentioned it, you know, validated skills are important. You know, um, it's kind of self-policed, but being able to come in there before you're even able to create and respond to opportunities, what are your skills? And by the way, it's not just one vendor skills or supplier skills. It's all of the skills that a particular solution provider has, inclusive of maybe some of their own IP, mm -hmm. right? Their own embedded solutions, industry solutions, very critical because that's what folks are looking for. So validate skills. The second piece is it has to be easy, easy to submit projects, easy to respond to projects, fast, easy to use. So obviously designed for, for users, easy mobile access, email triggers, brand you in dashboards and all that type of good stuff. Next is you need to have curation. This isn't, you don't want a platform that just simply puts requirements out there and people go bid. You actually want to do some of the work for the members by curating the best match skills. So that's absolutely critical. Next is selection. And through that selection process, you're able to review uh, other members' profiles, make sure that it's the right match, but it needs a level of confidentiality and entering into an NDA, a partner agreement, where when you now are going to talk about a specific client opportunity, it's confidential. And you don't want some of you bringing in, hiring your employees. You don't want them to go around you, calling on your customer that you have the opportunity. So setting really the table such that you could have confidence in having a conversation in a safe and trustworthy standpoint was num the number one requirement of our members. From there, it's all about feedback and collecting and, and collecting information about engagement. And they, they want help facilitating partner to partner engagement, but they don't want folks involved in their transactions. That's between the opportunity creator and the opportunity responder. And last but not least, feedback. This almost becomes self-policing. 
the cream of the crop goes to the top, right? Because members can endorse each other. You know, that's, that's a great facility to be, really be able to say who has the best skills. So endorsements is a, is a program. So I'm going to ask the team here, the panel, you know, which priorities are important to them relative to the building block. Uh, let me go ahead and, and move forward. So turn to the panel. Uh, you know, what building blocks are, are critical to you guys? I mean, you guys have always given us good feedback on feature functions. These are things we need to cover, but what's really important? Well, John, if, I, if you don't mind me going first real quick. Um, you know, again, we, we build applications for a living. You know, this is what we do with clients. So we're very familiar with this uh, process by which you uh, first ideate, you know, kind of discover what's important to be done and design that and get feedback and then build it, you know, with the user in mind, with the business, you know, customer in mind. And I want to, you know, praise you for that. That seems to be the approach that you've taken, right? Is, is get early members, early adopters in the loop, uh, getting their feedback on what is important. Um, you know, what are the elements or functionality, functionality it needs to have, but also even the usability and, and kind of the workflow. Um, you've, you've been very open about getting input and, and then, you know, providing, uh, you know, getting feedback even on, you know, as you, as you release, you know, new capabilities. So, um, you know, across the board, I, I mean, this to me, I feel like almost like our company was involved in, in the design of this because you, you sought that kind of input from the very beginning. So, um, I, I think it's, it's very, uh, contextually, uh, relevant to the way we do business. Yeah, you know, Kathy, I, I, if you mind, I. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you were going to talk and then, I, yeah. um, you know, Partnering with partners is not a new concept, right? You didn't, you didn't invent this. We've been doing it. Um, but the thing that's, the thing that is different and the thing that's important is, is that the people that I have, there's before P2P, the people that I had before P2P were partnerships that it took me a long time to cultivate, a long time to vet, a long time to make sure that, Hey, I really do trust bringing Sam into my, you know, situation, or I really do trust bringing Kathy into this situation. Those took a long time to vet. And, and honestly, some of those didn't work out. I might've taken somebody into an account or into a customer opportunity that they weren't the right people. They sold me that they were the right people, but they weren't the right people. I, I was going to say just, uh, you know, similar, you know, Vince, I, I think for me, you know, you know, having the vetted skills is the most important thing. I mean, everything else comes after that. You know, you won't even, you can't even worry about confidentiality or, you know, uh, you know, just the engagement if you don't have those skills. I mean, you know, and, and that has always been a real challenge. Like I said, you know, early on in Qubit's history, we, we developed all the skills in-house because we didn't trust that they were out there. And um, I'm not sure if it was Sam or Vince said that, you know, no one's going to put on here skills that they are not good at because, you know, that's going to just really, you know, that's going to color their reputation if they can't deliver. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense to not really be truly honest with, you know, the quality and the, you know, the content of your skills, you know. So I, I think that's the most important 
And again, I think it's all about um, trust. I think we mentioned that earlier. So those, those are the real, to me, the, the, the most important aspects. Yeah, Vince, I think that is really the key, you know, that, um, you know, you find like-minded people, right? That, that again, want to serve their customers. Yep. And, you know, it, it's, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Patrick Lencioni, the, the author, and he talks about being vulnerable, right? If you can share with someone, hey, these, this is this is where I need help, um, and then make sure that again through the network and through the platform that we're getting vetted people who have skills in that, and then you help one another out. It just you know you don't need you know one or two of those before you really kind of develop that relationship. But you know finding the right people, you know seeing that they're like minded, you know it's it's great to have the platform really help you to get there faster. Uh, that's what we. Experience as well. It's a great, you know, Sam. That's a great point. In that, um, I too like the advantage. I like that book a lot. Um, but uh, if you know, it's a great, it's a great point that there's a lot of like-mindedness. And again, that goes back to what I said about entrepreneurs. I, I, if I'm going to care to always do the right thing for my clients, or if I'm going to care to always or never leave a client in the lurch. Then I'm going to do the same thing for your client. You know, the, the other thing for us is, um, you know, being as um, I think you mentioned before, like being part of like a, of a vendor ecosystem, yeah. you know, it's very limiting. And, you know, a lot of times it's very competitive. And so that doesn't always instill trust, you know, different times. And yeah. we, you know, I, I do feel like times have changed significantly. But, you know, for us, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to go to get some of these skills if they weren't available through, you know, a common platform. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't, might, I might not have the opportunity to even build a relationship because I wouldn't even know who to, you know, connect with. So I think that's another advantage of having a platform like this. Yeah. That, that uh, John, I'll, I'll make one last comment that the, one of the problems with, OEM sponsored ecosystems or manufactured sponsored ecosystems is, is that, you know, right or wrong, the manufacturers are really one of the only entities that place value on size, right? Because they want you to sell a bunch of stuff. So, so their, their motivation sometimes in partnering and building a partner to partner platform that's a closed uh, platform, maybe it's not the right motivation, right? And so having an open or, you know, uh, vendor OEM agnostic platform is so critical for exactly what Kathy just said. Hey, in the end, a platform, any platform, P2P platforms, the tool. And uh, we, we highlighted today a little bit about some of the building blocks for those tools based on priorities of solution providers that participate. But it's also about like-minded and I'll put, say, leaders who are really embracing a new way to go to market. And, and I say new, I'd say partner-to-partner engagement's always been around, but a new way is maybe putting that on steroids and leveraging a tool to accelerate that and changing the culture within your company. And you know, we have three panel members here that are a great representation of true leaders um, blazing a trail uh, you know, and, and building Know, new business models that are going to change our industry for, for, for a very long term. So let me conclude with one last chart and then one short video. 
it is a short one. Um, but I couldn't leave this without putting up one of Forrester's and Jay McBain's chart. It's a crowded space there, the channel software tech space. There's all sorts of companies there that are providing platforms, if you would, that's what I call them, you know, to help uh, make channel programs more efficient. And down in the bottom right, you see that now we have an ecosystem management set of platforms. Yeah. And we're, we're very pleased that we're one of many very high quality platform members. So P2P Global made this list for the first time. But one of the things that is common here that we're trying to drive towards is, you know, a disciplined process, ease of doing, ease of doing business, clearly address multiple use cases, you know, being all around skills and, and building trustworthiness. And if any of the platforms have that and how vendors and suppliers adapt their channel programs, making these type of platforms an extension of their channel programs, I think just benefits all the members of the ecosystem. I want to just thank my uh, panel members, uh, Kathy, Vince, Sam. High five. Thank you so much for doing this with us. I enjoyed it as always. And uh, to the audience, uh, thanks for listening in. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. Okay. Thanks, thanks. John. Thank you. Kathy, Sam, awesome. nice to see you guys. Yeah, you too, Vince. Kathy, I'm going to reach out to you separately. Okay, great. Right. Take care. Bye, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.